good morning and grand rising. We are here with another episode of the Hoodoo and Chill podcast. I'm so excited to be here today to share this word, to share this message. With me, as always, is my beautiful partner in crime, as well as love and light, the one and only who cannot be duplicated, the lovely Latoya Alexandria. Well, good morning and grand rising. Thank you, sir, for that wonderful introduction. Bon ludi, je suis aussi si vec la magnifique, sir Bayo. So I'm really excited about this show, this Magic Monday. We are going to be speaking and tackling the um, subject of self-love, which is very big nowadays. I mean, it's huge. Um, Before we get into the show, I want Seer to bring you up to speed on what we have going on with Hulu Conjure Root Work and what we have going on this spring. First and foremost, I want to give a gracious thank you to everyone who pre-ordered their Soothsayer Cardamancy deck as well as the intimacy of cardamancy the book to go with it as well your orders are going out this week so everyone should be excited i know you all cannot wait to have those decks and those books in your hands and you should be expecting an email within the next 24 to 48 business hours with your order information so just wanted to go ahead and give that information out too also you know take a look at the website hoodooconjurerootwork.com we do have some beautiful classes coming up this month a lot of them will be more cardamancy focused which i think is great because if you can't divine you know or if you don't have anyone within your reach who can divine for you your hoodoo work your conjure work your root work is gonna miss something so i'm all about training you all up to become stronger and better diviners i think cardamancy is an amazing opportunity for you to learn and increase your skills so be on the lookout for that some more information will be coming out i have been doing a beautiful collaboration with the halicu hannah from the pillars in the porch podcast so we've done a small collaboration where for the next six weeks we will be teaching you all the differences but most importantly the similarities between tarot and cardamancy so i look forward to seeing you all in class i look forward to those who are going to continue to order those decks so that you can increase your skills and grow with us all right so lots of exciting things going on so hope you guys will join us as Sir said on Clubhouse it's um, wonderful uh, Cardamancy meets Tarot the first show was absolutely amazing so yeah join us there alright so today we're talking about self love and I just want to read something to the audience in regards to self love Greetings. This is Latoya from HCR Love and Light Ministries. Are you new to spirituality and seeking either guidance or mentorship? Or maybe you've been practicing for a while and you need a place to call home. We invite you to join our family. Go to hoodooconjurerootwork.com to join the largest and fastest growing hoodoo network around. Here at HCR, we promote spirituality as a lifestyle and cultivate authentic practitioners on all levels. Check out the website and see what works for you. Do you need a mentor? Are you seeking classes? Or just access to the best Hoodoo network available? We have a place for you. Join HCR Gold today. Self-love will heal you, empower you, restore you, and open up new worlds within you and all around you. Self-love is the key to your mental, spiritual, and emotional health. Every aspect of your life thrives when you love who you are and accept yourself. It all begins with you. However, today's Magic Mondays, we are going to present the audience with a question. What if all of the work you are doing was a seed sown for someone else. Would you still do it? 
What if your suffering or all the things you have suffered were to help someone else? Would you still bear the blows? Self-love, self-care, self-healing. Has the self-love movement created an air of self-service? On today's show, first elevate and give light to the importance of self-love and self-care. But we'll also interpret the meaning of selfishness and how service to others is just as important as self-love. Today's goal is to help you create a healthy balance between your self-love work as well as your service to others in the community. Thank you so much, Toya, for going ahead and uh, just walking us into today's show. So we never want to give the impression or the air that we want to tell you to stop loving yourself or maybe you're loving yourself too much or anything like that because that's so important. We all have to love ourselves. We all have to pick ourselves up. We all have to accept, embrace, heal, and elevate who we are as a person. But this is a podcast that does focus on hoodoo conjure and root work. And I want to bring this home today, Toya and I want to bring this home today, that self-love is important, but also your service, your duty to others. And finding a way to balance those two out is more important. And how it will honestly enhance your work, because a lot of things in your life are probably being held back because the focal point of your life is only yourself. Your only goals to achieve anything are only to ascertain the things that you want. Every movement that you make is for your elevation. All of the healing that you're doing is to fix you. All of the love that you have is directed back to yourself. Love me, love the self, self-heal, all of those things. And they're great. They're great. You cannot work in hoodoo conjure or root work without first addressing the problem or the issue of the self. We all have shadow work, spiritual purge, mirror work, whatever terminology you want to use. We all have a period in our lives where we have to take that moment and we have to do that. And everyone's period of this will look different. Some of us, it will involve us actually taking the moment to love on ourselves because we've been in situations where maybe society didn't love you enough. Maybe your environment didn't love you enough. And unfortunately, maybe the lovers or the parents or just your walk of life, unfortunately, did not grant you with the love that you deserve. So now you're in a space where you have to find that. You have to see and feel the love that you deserve. So you internalize it and you have to give it to yourself. And there's nothing wrong with that. Then there's some of you who have to sit in the space of spiritual eradication, getting rid of some things that are plaguing you addressing habits, behaviors, thought processes that are holding you back essentially from what you deserve. You see, I'm never one to tell you to not practice the art of self-love or to not take the time or the investment because that's truly what it is. It is a spiritual investment, what you're doing to really sit down with yourself, figure out who you are, understand how you want to be loved or how you deserve to be loved, to really break down all of the relationships in your lives where maybe some of them were more successful than others, to sit back and really dissect yourself on where you went wrong or where others went wrong so that you can correct those behaviors or to be aware of the warning flags in in the future we all have to go to, through this process it's important so if you're here because you want to skip 
the portion of spiritual purge, mirror work, or shadow work, unfortunately, I don't have that that guide or that path for you because it's essential. You can't come into this practice and love the root if you don't love yourself. You cannot come into this practice and love your ancestors if you don't love yourself. Love spirit, love God, love nature, what have you, if you first cannot experience a love and have that type of relationship with yourself. You know what, Sarah? I think that you hit some very key points in this. And as Sarah said, we're, we're never going to put you in a position where we want to make you feel like or think that self-love is not a wonderful thing. However, when we are talking about things like shadow work, healing your inner child, things of that nature, I think it is very important to understand that yes, these are valid feelings. These are areas that need growth and that need healing. However, there is a certain trauma, there is a certain darkness that you are living in when you are constantly, constantly going back to these places. When is it time to move on? When is it time to say, okay, I have focused so much on my childhood and myself and this is, this is, my focus has always been on you know, others. So now I'm focusing on myself and I'm really delving deep into my childhood trauma and I'm doing, like Sarah said, all this mirror work or whatever you call it, shadow work, whatever your choice of word is, but you're living there. You haven't moved on from that. You are so fixated on a so-called healing of that portion of your life that you cannot move forward or you haven't moved forward. You are so fixated on yourself and healing yourself that you're not thinking about or considering your community. You are so fixated on yourself that, and, and don't get me wrong, I understand that there are, you know, we have society who is telling us, you know, we should look a certain way and feel a certain way. And you want to say, no, I love myself regardless. And please do that. Please do that. Love yourself, period, under any circumstances. However, if you are so engulfed in yourself that you can't even take constructive criticism because you think it's an attack on you, you think that this person's opinion and maybe advice is a personal attack on you as a person. That you say, whatever you have to say is null and void and it falls on deaf ears. I don't care because I am focused on me. I love me regardless. Me, me, me. When does that type of mind frame when does that type of mind frame turn into self-service? And if you are so much into self-service and servitude that you have forgotten the core of this practice, and again, we're talking about hoodoo conjure root work because this is a hoodoo show. Maybe all of those things that you want that have not come to fruition is because they are self-serving. You are not, at that point, when we think about hoodoo, when we think about where it was birthed, when we think about the reason behind it, self-serving. It was for the community. It was for everyone. Most important, it was for the lineage. It was for you. So are we truly thinking about our lineage when we are so self-serving? 
are you truly thinking about not just the kids that you have on this earth, but your children's children and your uh, children's children's children? Are you really thinking about them? I don't know, Sierra. I mean, to me, I think that's a valid question. And, you know, like I said, I love the self-love movement. I love it. But I don't know. It, it just seems like it's getting a little bit out of hand. What do you think? You know, that brings me into a story I did wanted to share with the audience because it is so in alignment with what we're talking about today. Hey, are you enjoying the show? If so, don't forget to follow Hoodoo and Chill on Apple and Spotify and leave us a five-star rating. Would you like to attend an uncut, unedited, live taping of Hoodoo and Chill podcast? Then don't forget to follow Hoodoo Conjure Root Work on the Clubhouse app and tune in live Mondays and Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern. Also, if you like the content and want to help our ministry grow, please support us by sending a donation of love. The link is in the podcast description. Now, back to the show. One of the best things that I think that I've done lately has been those spring into action readings because they're readings with a purpose. I love doing the generalized readings. I love sometimes just hearing what spirit has to say, but I think that when we can utilize our spirituality from a place of purpose, right? Like I'm going into this seeking something that's going to help me grow, not just, you know, and there's nothing wrong with just hearing what spirit has to say, but sometimes I think a lot of our divination does lack a purpose or you really don't know what it is that you want. Well, I, I did a reading with a, a client and not putting her business out or anything like that. I just think this is a beautiful story to share because it's in alignment. You know, she's in a good place, married, um, you know, doesn't have to work or anything like that, but she wants to, you know, and I, I, I did the reading and I, you know, before I gave it to her, I said, well, why, why is it that you want to go back to work? Oh, because I'm so used to being independent and I'm not used to having anyone take care of me or anything like that. And I just want to have that feeling again. And I want to be able to take care of myself and blah, 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 blah. And I said, you know, so many women want to be in a place to have someone take care of them. So it's not that I'm against you going back to work, but let's look at a bigger picture because spirit is not in alignment with you going back to work. If it's just for self, you're taken care of, your home is taken care of, your kids are taken care of, you live in a nice place, everything seems to be fine and bless the spirits that walk with you and your husband. He makes enough money to take care of all of you. So let us look beyond the purpose or the focal point of I'm going back to work so I can be independent. There is no I in marriage or relationships that is very much self-serving. And I said to her, why don't you think about going back to work to take care of your family? <clears throat> to save up for something. I feel like there's something later on in your life that 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 money is going to be needed for that um spirit wants you to go back to work but they want you to have a a different mindset as to why you're going back to work so i got booked again later that week and it was by someone that i didn't know you know and i i i come on you know to do my reading with this client and she was an older lady and just a beautiful 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 spirit and we started talking and she was uh, asking me about potentially going back to work or starting a business and this, that, and the third, because she had some health things that she wanted to take care of. And when she was done with that, she, you know, she was thinking about going back to work. And I said, I don't see you going back to work. My spirits are telling me that you have a daughter that's going to take care of you, that everything is going to be fine and to just focus on your health right now and 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 that everything is going to be kind and that I just, and the spirit just wants you to stay healthy and to take care of yourself. I didn't know who this lady was. Midway through the reading, she said, my daughter referred you to me and her name is so-and-so 
And that's how I heard about you. Long story short, she was the mother of the same woman that I did the reading for and said the spirit wants you to go back to work and they're going to bless you with the job with this income that you want. And it isn't, a, it is, a, it is a, a substantial amount of money that she's going to get. But spirit said, I want you to go into this with a different mindset and a different attitude. And I called her back and I said, you know, I just spoke to your mother and let me tell you how spirit is blessing you. Because what you're getting ready to come into, it's beyond just the financial portion of this. Spirit has already shown you that you're taken care of and that you will be taken care of. Spirit is getting ready to open up the door for you of financial growth, of a promotion in your career, an elevation in your career, so that you can not only take care of yourself, but your mother. And I share that story with you all in the most confidential way, because I would never put out any of my clients' business, of course, to say that a lot of us are faced with the same issue. Our spiritual journey looks or it feels stagnant. Why? Because of the simple fact that Instead of making decisions or petitions or magic, whatever it is that you're doing, instead of putting this energy out in the universe with the intent of something going beyond you, your focal point is so limited that you only can think about the self. I would like to think, because I am a businessman, I would like to think that sometimes source, God, whatever you believe in, our ancestors, that they can be business people too. That sometimes our interactions with them can look or feel very transactional. And I say that in this, in this aspect of a smart businessman is not going to invest into something that the growth potential is limited. That's not a good investment. And if I am going to invest into this, my investment is going to be extremely limited. Okay. Because the growth potential, me actually maximizing or getting my capital back, though the potential of that is so small, why would I want to put so much into this? It's the same thing with our ancestors, right? The same thing when we're doing magic. If we are asking for something or if our petitions are only going to be as far as you, that's a limited investment. And you're going to get a limited investment into your work and into your craft. But when you think beyond just yourself or what this can do for you, when you start thinking about how this can elevate me, how I can take care of my family, how this blessing can even pour back into my community, this is when the energy and the magic that spirit invests into us because becomes uninhibited. This is when your ancestors are more likely to pour more into you because what you are presenting to them has a greater growth potential. What do you think about that, Toya? Do you agree or disagree? Like, I wholeheartedly agree. What if? What if our ancestors had the same approach that many of us have right now? Which is, as Sarah mentioned, our petitions are all about us. Our hoodoo is all about us. Yet, we look to our ancestors for help. We look to them for blessings. We look to them for wisdom. We look to them for guidance. Our ancestors really had no need for um, doing self or selfless work, selfish work. As I said before, it was all about the community. It was about the lineage. It was, it was about the ones that come after them. But what if it would have just been about self? What if 
this self-centeredness that we are showing right now in this day and age was present with our ancestors. What if they still had that same type of thinking, self-servitude? And they said, you know what? We're not going to help you. You know why? Because it's not going to benefit us. What if? How can we look to our ancestors for help and ask them, plead to them for help in our lives? Not consciously knowing, well, I wouldn't say knowing, I would say not consciously acknowledging the fact that we are going to be ancestors. Hopefully we will be one day. What kind of ancestor are you going to be? If what you are doing as a person on this earth is basically servicing yourself. When we do our hoodoo, when we do our magic, how many of us are putting our lineage in the petition? When was the last time you put your lineage in petition? Are you really thinking about generational wealth? I mean, we talk about generational wealth. We throw this word around all the time. Are we really thinking about and setting ourselves up for generational wealth if all we're doing is focusing on self? What what will our generation gain from that? Not knowing how to be kind to other people, not knowing how to give to other people, not knowing how to acknowledge their feelings. A lot of people that I come across say they are empaths. And Sarah and I talked about this. How can you possibly be an empath with a self-serving attitude and mindset? How can you possibly put yourself in the shoes of another person if all you are thinking about is you? To me, that sounds a little bit contradictory. Maybe you're not the empath you think you are because you're so focused on this whole self-love movement. And as I said before, I am not against self-love. However, there's balance that is needed. And I think we are setting ourselves up for disaster when all we preach is self-love and not loving each other, not considering other people's feelings, not considering our community, not considering just our kids that are here. But as I said before, your grandkids, your great-grandkids, great-great-grandkids, when you are not considering that and that is not your focus, you are truly out of balance. We talk about, again, shadow work. And sometimes we wonder why we constantly are filled with anxiety and depression and things of that nature. Maybe it's because the continuation of revisiting all of these traumas, childhood, and, and all of these past things that you are constantly trying to heal. Maybe you're revisiting a little, a little too often. Maybe a little bit too much. Maybe it's time to move on. You love yourself, right? You say you love yourself. When do you draw the line? When you say, okay, I, I don't, I no longer want to revisit this. It happened. I acknowledge it. My feelings are valid. Now let me move on. Let me not live there. I'll visit there, but I will not live there. Oh man, you are on fire today. You, you, you touched on so many good points. So many good points, Toya. I think that we spend too much time in shadow work and in 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 this place of healing and I'm then 
it's so many factors that correlate with this, right? So let me try to see if I can break this down without word jumbling myself. I think the first thing that we have to address with most of us, right, is that we are dealing with social anxiety, whether it is a conscious realization or an unconscious realization. A lot of us are dealing with social anxiety. We've spent the last few years in the house scared of each other and the people closest to us due to COVID. So the first thing if we want to build our empathy reservoir back up is to just have some empathy with that, is that most of us are dealing with social anxiety. Now, I don't want to stay there because social anxiety will translate into a lot of hellish realities for you if you allow it. This whole image of us just staying in the house, only focusing on ourselves, only having relationships with people from afar, everything that we do all day is just revolving around ourselves is a form of this as well. And COVID does have a lot to do with this for many of us. You can't fix this only focusing on yourself. You know, social anxiety cannot be fixed if you don't put yourself around other people, even if it's just one other person. Social anxiety can also be fixed by being of service to other people. I think that's one of the best ways to fix it. Sometimes people will say, you know, well, why don't you go put yourself and, you know, go out with your friends or try to go out in a space like that? Sometimes that's too much on people. Why don't you go volunteer somewhere at an animal shelter or something like that? You'll meet people, but mostly you'll be with dogs. But still, there's some type of human interaction there and you're of service. You're taking care of other people's animals. You're doing something for the community. Why not go volunteer at a food bank? You know, you might make some friends, you know, and you're still being of service. I think one way of healing ourselves is not just sitting in this corner crying and revisiting what happened, what hurt us, who hurt us and how they did it. Not waking up each morning, uh, you know, refusing to do anything because our anxiety is, is overcoming us so much or even just falling victim to our own anxiety each day. I think that we really have to break out of this space of this constant shadow work and healing and healing and healing. Some of you are healed. You're, you're keeping a Band-Aid on a wound that no longer needs it. The longer you keep it on, it becomes infectious. Take it off. You can take the Band-Aid off. Let that, even with healing, that's crazy now that I think about it, your wounds can't even just heal themselves. The elements go along with that. The air helps heal the wound. You might put some ointment on it. Nothing is just by itself. I'm trying to go somewhere with this. I hope I'm not, you know, jumbling you guys up. But what I'm saying is, is that when we put our space, when we put ourselves in this constant space of just being alone, you don't want to deal with other people. You constantly beating yourself up about your shortcomings, what happened to you, who hurt you. They don't want to admit it. They don't want to acknowledge it. Every single day is a self-care day. Every single moment is a self-love day. You refuse to be in relationships with other people because you're loving yourself. Oh my gosh, I hate that one. I don't want to date because I'm loving myself. Wow. I'm going to miss out on my soulmate because I'm loving myself. I'm going to miss out on the greatest opportunity of love and someone truly cherishing me and putting me on the pedestal that I deserve to be on, giving me the love that I finally deserve. I'm going to miss out on that because I'm too busy loving on myself. I'm not going to hang out with my friends because I'm loving on myself and I'm focused on myself. I don't want to make any new connections because I'm focused on myself. Let me replay it back to y'all so that we can hear it. These are the things that we say out of our mouths. I refuse to have interactions because I'm focused on myself. Then you turn on your camera, grab your tarot cards and say, I'm an empath. 
how can you be an empath? Well, first of all, we all have the capabilities or the potential to be empathic. But how can you strengthen your skills of empathy with one focal point that is of the self? How can your empathy grow stronger if you don't take yourself out of situations or thought processes or doing things that are only focused on you and not other people? How can you truly feel someone else if all of your interactions, all of your petitions, everything that you do is revolved around you? I laughed with Toya as we were scripting. I say, you know, as we've done those hoodoo voices interviews and we've come across so many different, very colorful, colorful person. I cannot say that word today. Colorful personalities. Not one of those practitioners was very selfish. I mean, they, they were very, very forthcoming with the information most of their interviews spoke on how they were helping other people. It's very rare that they actually spoke about them doing something for themselves. I find that a, a very, a very uh, correlated statement and just unifying uh, something that unifies all of those practitioners from the interviews that we've done, where they all meet at a crossroads, is that most of their work consisted of them helping other people. And that brings us into this module, which is the importance of service. That in this practice, there is no such thing as only you or only being focused on you. You will find that your magic will get weaker and weaker and weaker. You will find that your ambition and this drive and this excitement that everyone has when it comes to when you first get into the practice, you will find that that's going to die off very, very quickly. You see, when we first get into the practice, we're excited because it's all about you. I'm about to connect with my ancestors. I'm about to set up my altar. I'm about to learn magic and I'm about to learn candle work and I'm going to fix my life and bring in money and love and doing all of these things. And I'm going to set up a practice and me, 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 me. But once the glamour of the new hoodoo wears off, because there is a very glamorized place to be, the new hoodoo. The space of learning and everything's new and it's all about you and connecting with you and your ancestors. When that glamour wears off and you've learned enough and now spirit starts holding you accountable and responsible for the things that you know. And they're now looking at you and saying, well, you know what? I've worked for you for the last two years. I've helped you with your home. I've helped you with your car. I've helped you with your love life. I've protected you from your ancient friends and then from, and then from everyone else that was trying to tear you down. You've learned so much. I brought you teachers and godparents to pour into your life and teach you a lot of secrets that many people will leave this earth never know. Now, what are you doing with this? Where's my investment going? Where is the potentiality in your practice? Are we still sitting at our altars praying and only focusing on ourselves? Have we done anything for the community? Have we done anything to uplift those around us? Have we laid hands? Has anything that your ancestors that have poured into you been translated or communicated into a service for someone else? Because guess what? When your ancestors are working with you or for you, it's a service to you. Look, that right there was a word. Oh my goodness. When you started talking about getting a mate, how many people have we heard say, I'm working on myself. I'm not focused on anybody else. I don't want anybody in my life right now. But you're lonely. Are you really being true to yourself? You love yourself, right? We're talking about self-love. You love yourself but you're lonely. 
and you're sad and you're depressed because you don't have a mate. You wonder why. You wonder why you're sitting alone doing these rituals, bubble baths and lighting candles and champagne and never going out, never trying to meet people. I mean, you wonder why you're alone. How much loving on ourselves can we really do at that point? How much loving on ourselves can we really do? I don't know about you, but I would like to think the creator source created billions of people on this earth so that we can connect with each other. Not just ourselves. We were meant to connect with one another. You were meant to go out and socialize with other human beings. Not to just sit in solitude by yourself and so-called love on yourself. As I said before, what if the ancestors took that same, it had that same type of logic. Where do you think we'd be? We definitely wouldn't be where we are right now. I think that this self-love movement is a great thing. I, I, I really do. But I, I guess what we're doing here is we're, we're trying to get you to see the flip side of things. And when the servitude to yourself becomes too much. As Sear said, the community. And you know what? Again, when we were scripting this, Sear did mention Hoodoo Voices. And we did have wonderful stories, wonderful stories with, with hoodoo voices. And not one story was about self. Honestly, when you think about it, if they were self-serving and self-servitude, they wouldn't have even done the interview. We would not even have the information. We would not even be blessed with the information that we're giving because there's, they, they wouldn't want to talk. Nowadays, that's what we do, right? We don't want to share information. We want to keep everything to ourselves. We want to benefit. So we are keeping secrets. We are keeping the practice. We are not elevating, not yourself, but each other. What if that was the case with all of these practitioners that we've learned so much from, we've gained so much knowledge and there are not many books out there, not many books at all, but they were willing to share with others. They were willing to communicate with others. They were willing to get out in the community and help. We wonder why when, like Sear said again, when the glamour of the beginning hoodoo wears off, our practice becomes stagnant. We don't, we're, we're not seeing any movement. We're still doing the magic. We're still talking to the ancestors. We're still doing all these wonderful things. And we wonder why these things that we are asking for is not coming to fruition. Maybe they're not for you. Have you ever thought about that? Maybe what you're doing right now within your practice is not for you, but it is for those who come after you. A lot of times when that happens, people want to stop doing hoodoo. Oh, well, it's not working anymore. I'm going to go to a different practice. I want something that works for me immediately. For me. So I'm not going to sow seeds anymore. I'm not going to continue this practice because I'm not seeing any movement. You won't see any movement. With that type of mindset and that type of logic, your movement will stop. Because that is not what this practice is about. And bringing it back again, because this is a hoodoo show to hoodoo, 
the core of this practice is not self, it is the community. See, because when this practice began, it was about saving everyone, not just one person. A lot of times practitioners would do spells to save their spouse or to save their children, protect each other, not just themselves. So if you're coming into this practice with a self-service type of attitude, you will not get far. You may be able to start off in that glamorous place in the beginning and the ancestors will help you get to that place and they will help you see things that you didn't see before. They will open your eyes and they will give you abundance and they'll give you protection and all of these things. But once you have all of those things, if you have not moved on to then help others and think about the lineage behind you, your practice will stop. You will no longer see movement. And honestly, I don't blame the ancestors. Because at that point, you're just selfish. At that point, you're so engulfed in yourself that you can't see other people and their needs, their need for you to help them. You know, you have me, my mind blown away right now. And it has me thinking about another correlated concept where the greats meet at a crossroads. If we think about all of the greatest spiritual leaders, Dr. King, Mother Teresa, Gandhi, uh, Marie Laveau, and so on and so forth. When we think about these people and their legacy, they left behind a legacy of service. All of their work was for the, the betterment or the empowerment of other people. And then for someone who's in here saying to me, well, I have to love on myself because I love two people too much and I'm I'm pouring into other people so much that I don't have enough to pour back into myself. So I'm learning how to do that. I have to open up your mind and get you to realize is that what you deem as love by pouring into someone else to the point where you're not, you don't have enough for yourself, that's not real love. That's a, that's a disguise. You do that because it makes you feel good. You do that for the exemplification of look at me, look at what I did. It's still a form of, of self-love, whether you believe it or not. You loving on somebody else to the point where it takes away from you, makes you feel good. It makes you feel esteemed. It gives you some type of unsubconscious or conscious validation about yourself. You have to wake up that when it's real love, when you're really pouring into someone, it's balanced because you know how much to pour. You know to take care of yourself as well. How can you truly give to someone else when you're lacking? I don't even want that. Balance is so important in this journey. And that is where it brings us to is learning how to balance the two. Learning how to love on yourself, pour into yourself, venerate yourself, lift yourself up, take care of yourself, as well as being a servant, being diligent, and being dutiful to other people and to your community. Balancing out the two is where you come to the crossroads of not just strong and powerful magic and all that other type of stuff that we want, but something very fluid, something very potent, very authentic, something that comes from a place of the heart, something that has the potentiality to bear forth fruit, not only for you, but for the generations that are going to come after you, something that has the potentiality to truly leave behind a legacy of service, good deeds, kind acts, things that people will put you on their altars when you are no longer here and feed your spirit eternally for those things. No one's going to feed your spirit because you went and bought yourself every new car, because you had the best clothes because you looked so amazing, because your life and you, you, you was so imperfect and it was important to yourself. We venerate 
and we remember and we love the ancestors who took care of other people those who we can speak highly of are the ones that truly go on the altar first always seem to get the most amount of love and attention we have to remember that we're just temporary we're here to do a service we're here to do a duty we have an assignment here on this earth and once it's done then we transcend you can't take anything with you but what you can do is leave behind a legacy of service good deeds and being dutiful to other people yourself as well as your community that was beautiful absolutely beautiful the legacy what type of legacy are you leaving behind Sir, what type of legacy are we leaving behind? What are we leaving behind? If we're so focused on self and we're so focused on this whole self-love thing, what are we leaving? How will you be remembered? How will you be remembered? I wanna just... Thanks for listening to the show. Do you like what you hear? Well, we wanna hear from you. Join the Hoodoo Conjure Root Work Discord server. Use the link in the show description to join the official Hoodoo Conjure Rootwork Discord group chat. See you there. Thank everyone for taking the time and space to fellowship with us today. As we bring you into our closing, we want you all to love yourselves, to put yourself on a pedestal, to have your self-care days, to pour all of the blessings, love, time, energy, whether it's financial or what have you into yourself. Do you know why? Because you deserve it. You deserve to be loved. You deserve to love yourself. You deserve to reap and live and bask in all of the blessings of your hard work. That is your right to deserve that. But I also challenge you with the duty of leaving behind good works, of remembering other people, of when you put out your petitions, when you go to your altar, when you work your candles, when you do these things, how far is your reach really going? Is it only designed for you? Or will you take the benefits of these blessings and pour into other people? Will you make someone else's day just a little bit brighter? The same way your ancestors came through for you, the same way they opened up those roads for you, the same way they made that situation just a little bit easier for you. I challenge all of you all to do the same thing. As always, I just want to remind each and every last one of you, you're strong. You are so powerful. You come from the best of the best philosophers, doctors, lawyers, theologists, magicians, kings, queens, warriors, and so on and so forth. Today, on this day, on this Magic Mondays, you will step out into your prosperity. You will take forth the things that spirit has for you. All of the chains that have held you back, they are broken. You are no longer bound. You are loose. You Today is the day you step out into the prosperity that is deserved to you. As always, my people, we love you and thank you so much for spending time with us today. And with that, we release you each into the atmosphere. Go to hoodooconjurerootwork.com to join the largest and fastest growing hoodoo network.